Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Whole lot going on. David, where do you want to start today? Well, of course, Trump getting arrested again, and now the mugshot was published, and it's a defiant, angry-looking Donald Trump as he stares into the camera. And apparently they practiced the look uh, that he was going to give the camera because there was some internal discussion about whether he should look bored, whether he should be smiling, or whether he should be scowling and saying, revenge is coming. I read that Stanley Kubrick used to tell his actors to do this if they wanted to look mean and insane. <laughs> and there are several pictures like Nicholson and other yeah. Kubrick m- movies where they're doing exactly right. that. He- head tilted down, yes. eyes up. And so eyes you get up. the shadow yeah. of your brow over your eyes that sort of partially uh, enshadows your your eyes to make it more menacing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you were going to bet ahead of time... Because I don't know if you thought about this in your own brain. What's what's he going to pose like? Because it did, did, went through my mind. I figured he would smile, to be honest. I thought he would, too. Okay. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. But, yeah, I'm sure he thought it out. Well, you, you see the Babylon Bee published a story that just showed a picture of his uh, mugshot, And it says, uh, Fulton County authorities unveil 47th presidential portrait. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's very good. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'll get to a take in a second. Cause I had all sorts of thoughts flowing through my head. Um, but yeah, Trump's talking about this is election interference. This yeah. is what this is. Well, it is. Yeah. So here, here's part of what he said, uh, after the booking this time around. Okay. That is, you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you're going to have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. Okay. And it's easy when you look at this individual case and then group them with the other cases, and you're wondering, how much does this stick? How much is truly there? And part of it makes me believe uh, this is just to confuse a whole lot of people. It seems to be all in concert together. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. So is this case, David, in your opinion... um, worse for trump than any of the others no or not so much no i've heard people with that take and i just don't buy it i think it's because they want it to be the worst case again i stand by it you throw a bunch of charges at the wall and see what'll stick and i'd be surprised if not one of the charges against him sticks in a court of law just because the deck is being stacked against him you know if you want to convict somebody of something you can yeah. usually pull it off pretty well especially if you just get so deep in the weeds 
that, you know, even a jury is basically like, well, I guess they did actually violate that statute or whatever. The, to me, the, the riskiest one really is the, the classified documents thing. That, that okay. to me, has always been the riskiest one just because, you know, again, if you want to try to find a crime, they can find a crime. They've found one, and they believe they, they can get a conviction. And, if man, if they can prove that he ordered certain documentation to be deleted, like, you know, surveillance video, which mm-hmm. is being alleged— yeah, you, you could probably secure a conviction pretty easily on that stuff. Now, as far as, you know, half the American people saying, okay, this is a witch hunt sort of thing. Don't they look at that then and say, what about Biden? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That And, and everybody else. <laughs> people are not going to go for it. No. No. You know, okay, as I'm watching this and then the different coverage this morning— And it's so disgusting to me because I take a step back and I sort of alluded to this the other day. But I think to myself, we're so far gone as a country in so many ways. And it's all happened as we're just watching it every day. But it's another step further toward the left rule. Because I thought, you know, if we all went back to 2018 and said, hey, just theoretically, if the left had an insurrection and took over the government... What do you think we'd see? And you start listing it off. And I'm thinking to myself, open borders. Uh, The sexualization of kids in school. Probably see something like that. Um, At the time, it was hard to envision. You know what? Uh, A vaccine that hasn't gone through trials like they usually do for years. Um, We're going to make people get vaccines. Okay? And we're not going to do anything to find out about how... This virus infected the world and killed people. We're not going to be too interested in getting to the bottom of that. I mean, you go down all these different things of the left just trying some sort of Marxism rule in the United States. What would it look like? It's what's freaking happening. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds bananas to some people. No. (laughs) No. But it feels like we have, I don't know, 170 million people in the country easily. They're like frogs. In the boiling water. And it, they don't even know it's warm yet. Well, it begins with the censoring of speech and thought. And then you go on down to, yeah. you know what? And if we have someone politically mm-hmm. that's going to get in and destroy this whole thing, we've got to absolutely crush that person. At, right. Take away everything. And that's not to say if it's not Trump, they wouldn't crush a DeSantis or a Ramaswamy or anybody else. No. Because it's a two-tier justice system. And it is like a banana republic, what you've seen throughout your life. It's like, well, that's us now. That's the thought as I'm watching all this crap. Have I lost my marbles? No, I I would add on top of that, we're we're seeing the rating of the Treasury right now. Yes. With a ton of money going out to friends of the administration in, in multiple areas, renewable energies, electric vehicles. Uh, and so oh, on and all so the forth. climate nuts, yes, all the regulations. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they are going to bleed this country dry. And, you know, guys like Trump and a lot of other Republicans who are out there running, uh, you know, I'd certainly throw Ron DeSantis in there. They're, they're a, they are a threat to that order, and that's why they're lashing out the way that they are. They're realizing that enough people are starting to wake up and realize, holy mackerel, this is crazy what's happening in this country They've got to do everything they can to crush anyone in their way. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, in the meantime, Trump makes a pile of money selling merch. But yes, yeah. with his mugshot, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that will say, you know what, I'm with him all the way because he's been demonized. Another point, you know, for me is, okay, he's getting booked in and he says, yep, height, six foot three, weight, 215. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and I know. There are some conservatives saying, hey, why are they making such a big deal about this? What's the big deal? Listen, okay, in regular life, all of us go through credibility with one another, okay? And if you got some guy at work where you can look at him, he's like, yeah, I weigh 215. You're like, no, you don't. Let me ask you the question. If he says he does, and you know he doesn't, does he lose credibility on any other front? Of course he does. No. Stop doing that crap. Well, I, I have I have an alternative theory here. Okay. Okay, and we can do this exercise together if you want to. And I'll, I'll just say I might have gone down a weird rabbit hole today Ooh. just to try to see what the reaction out there in different corners of the Internet and sometimes the kind of creepy, scary, weirdo corners yeah. of the Internet. All right. This actually came across as fairly plausible. So he lists himself as 6'3", right? And yes. 215. Now let's add it. 6 plus 3 plus 2 plus 1 plus 5. You get 17. What's the 17th letter of the alphabet? What is it? Q. <laughs> oh. now, now to Book me... Now, I, like, like to me, I'm not, you know, I, I, I generally, I love conspiracy theories. I love, you know, reading about them because I get a kick out of them. That seems just, I have no trouble believing that Trump pulled off a troll like that. <laughs> I also have no trouble believing that Trump lied about his weight in that kind of way. You so remember me, when they weighed him as part of the, the physical? Yeah. Was it like 239, somewhere there, something like something that? Like that. even that seemed a little bit low to me. I mean, well, okay. I took him at that. <laughs> Dude, he's 240, anyway, right? Yeah. Whichever, yeah. man. It, it, but, but it's not like I want to date him. I, whatever, no. man. <laughs> All I mean, I'm saying is you're going to no. lose some credibility no, there. I know, but I mean, everybody, it's like when you do your driver's license. Anything changed? No, nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, oh I'm still tipping the scales at 165. Don't you <laughs> yeah. know it? I got the 180 rocking, man. And I haven't been 180. And... <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. More on that a little bit later. Uh, John Kerry's in the news? Yeah. Climate Envoy John Kerry says if you don't let the, chi- uh, the uh, climate change cult tear down human civilization, you're the one who's in a cult. Okay. okay. Whatever, dude. Without facts or economics on their side. What? They flatly deny what is happening to our planet and what we must do to save it. They incite a movement against what they falsely label climate change fanaticism. Who is they that he's referring to? People who aren't all in on the green weenie stuff that he right. wants to push. So people that have followed the climate for their entire careers and say, yeah, there might be something to this, but it's not the doom and gloom yes. that the far left makes it out to be. Those people yeah. are in a cult. Yes. Okay. Sure. Whatever, John. As they conveniently forget that the dictionary definition of a cult is the dismissal of facts in devotion to a lie. Okay. And while they refuse to accept the facts behind increasingly obvious damages, okay. which the first minister listed, 
They lash out at the truth tellers instead <laughs> and oh, yeah. label indisputable evidence as hysteria. Okay. As far as the truth tellers, John, tell us who they are and let's look at their track record over 25 years because I guarantee you they're going to be full of crap yeah. and predictions have not happened. Yeah. Right. It's well documented. They compound the already difficult challenge of the climate crisis by uh, promising to do okay. more of exactly what created this crisis in the first place. I mean, okay. I, you know, he says it's a, it's a cult. And I would say that, you know, rational people who can recognize that the world isn't coming to an end mm -hmm. aren't the ones gluing themselves to highways and throwing soup on paintings. Totally agree. You're getting it right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, John. John Kerry. Surviving on oats and hay. <laughs> have you ever used that line before? Because no, if you have, I've never heard it. That was pretty one. funny. Kept All right. it in my I'm... back pocket. There we thank you. I'll give you that. Hey, John, I want the long face, John. Now that one I've heard I before. I know, that's an old one. Okay. All right. Uh, boy, there's a whole lot to get to. Oh, a Maui resident had a message for the president. We need to get to that. And Americans are about to run out of savings in the bank. But Bidenomics is working, all right? We'll get to it all. Coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, obviously, Bidenomics is working. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again with I mean, you. that was just part of it, setting yeah, of us course. up yeah. with a rip-roaring economy. Mm -hmm. And everyone benefits in this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, except what we're running out of savings in the bank. Yeah, Americans will probably deplete the rest of the excess savings accumulated during the pandemic this quarter. So the end of next month. Uh, that's according to a new study by the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. So... You know, when the federal government started printing money in 2020, a lot of people stashed the cash away. I mean, there was spending, obviously, that happened. But, you know, if you weren't affected by business being shut down or, or and you got to keep your job, then you got some, you know, stimulus money from Trump and Biden. And eh, maybe you, maybe you socked a little bit away. You weren't taking that vacation for a year or so. You know, you got you got to save a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but as inflation started going crazy, that money started getting spent out of necessity. Start drawing down your savings. Here's why this is a concern at the bigger level. Okay. The only reason we are not in a recession right now is because enough Americans have had some money in the bank to continue to buy things. We've seen consumers start to pull back a little bit on that. But, man, once that savings rate is down, then uh, you're not going to have a lot of people keeping businesses afloat and allowing them to keep hiring or keep employing as many people and that when that money is gone people are going to pull back drastically from non-essentials and that means tough times for business which means layoffs which means the house of cards comes down hmm. binomics is working yeah but you've got a media apparatus that'll just keep repeating that apparently yeah i mean they, they talk a lot about the unemployment rate what happens then when people stop spending money at the businesses where those people are employed it's a good question Meanwhile, uh, there was a message to Joe Biden from a resident of Maui. Oh, yeah. And, wow, Daddy-O, this one's hot. Yeah, independent reporter Jeremy Lafredo has been on the ground in Maui after the horrible wildfire and uh, talking with people about the immense amount of frustration because nobody knows what's going on. Oh, my it, goodness. And no one is hearing it. They've lost everything. They don't know when they're going to be getting relief. They have no idea what's going to happen, How? When? when can they start rebuilding, all of that. 
So he talked with a woman who's lost everything, and this is what she had to say about the Biden administration. Okay. Today, I haven't had any money come in. I haven't had anybody call me back. I didn't have anything. I, I have no idea. I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost my animals. I mean, come on, man. We're not getting anything. Till today, I still didn't get my meds. I cannot get my meds yet. My, med my medicine was all burnt in my house. My rent money was all burnt in my house. I have no money anymore. I think Joe Biden mm. should take his $700 and get back on the f plane and go home. Whoa, That's whoa, yeah. Because $700 compared to all the millions he's giving to Ukraine. Why? We need it. Wow. Well, if someone could just help her get to the southern border. Right. To walk through, you know, maybe Arizona where the gates are welded open <laughs> and get on a bus and be put up in a hotel. Wow, man, that was... Yeah, the frustration. I mean, and that... You hear people say these things, you think to yourself, well, the same thing could have happened. I mean, you know, you keep everything in your house, right? Oh, yeah. Your car outside, your anything valuable, gone. Everything's gone. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. dang. Yeah, and, you, and then you still have shameless media hacks going out there and saying, the people of Hawaii were... They expressed gratitude to Joe Biden when he showed up because he showed how he's an empathizer in chief. They lie. Conservative Probably. media is just being a big meanie. No, dude, the guy showed up and said, I know what you're going through because I had a kitchen fire once. Yeah. That, that's terrible. I mean, and not to make light of this lady at all, okay? But I know for some people, she talks about all my medications were in there. I mean, we've talked on this show having trouble getting medications because there's a Something with insurance, always something, right? Oh, yeah. You imagine this show without medication for three days, let alone oh. a couple weeks? <laughs> it would be amazing, and we'd be out of a job in a week. Don't get me wrong. I think it would be really entertaining yeah. as far as broadcast. It My would. head would just hit the board, and that'd be it. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, Scott dies on the air, and Jamie starts making jokes about Rush or something. Like that. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cats and candles. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, David, you got a story about how many people watched the Tucker-Trump interview? We'll get to that and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. About Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. Sexy boomer, Scott Roberts. Okay, so there's big bet we had going actually not a bet we were just betting against i guess the invisible person of there would be higher ratings or higher number of people watching the tucker carlson donald yeah. trump interview yeah. than the gop debate yeah and you have an update on that david yeah and it, i, I want to start off by saying it's kind of it's hard to tell because twitter it doesn't is. post the analytics uh okay. of video views like how long you actually watched or somebody actually watched they, they don't publish that stuff Okay. Um, well, Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson definitely got a lot of people watching, but how many people actually saw it? Uh, the view metric that's being quoted or cited a lot is more than 250 million, but that means that 250 million people saw the post on X. You're not even talking about a play. They, they saw it. it. It just went across their timeline. Okay. So you didn't even have to click on the video or anything. Um, the number of people who actually watched the video is apparently much lower. The video view is counted if the video plays on the timeline for two seconds. Okay. That, that counts as a view. But that metric isn't publicly available anymore, so we don't really know. But 
on some older Android versions of the X app, the Twitter app. You can actually still see some of those metrics because it just hasn't been updated. Okay. Apparently, the video view number was around 15 million. So the actual number of people who watched a substantial portion of it was probably much lower than that. But at least 15 million people saw two seconds of it. Um, so to me, it's like if you, if you kind of read the tea leaves, again, we don't have the analytics. Hopefully, Elon Musk will publish it. Because I'm genuinely curious. I want to know. But it seems, seems like if you're kind of going based on past performance and what we've heard before, this was like a really good night when Tucker was on Fox News. So probably uh, four to five million actually okay. watched it for any amount of time. Hmm. Well, that is a lot to take in. So basically when you hear different people saying, Hey, oh my gosh, it's like 250. You shouldn't believe that. Oh, no, it, it, it most certainly it's, was not 250 million people watching that interview. And you wouldn't believe even 50 million or even 25, really? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Then, okay, you have to take into consideration there are a whole lot of other people that take a clip of that mm-hmm. interview and then they post it. Yeah. Can you measure that at all? Man, that is really tough. Right. That, again, it's one of those things where when you're comparing it to the Fox debate that happened, because the Fox mm-hmm. debate got something like thir- almost 13 million, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that. You're not comparing apples to apples because right. the way the TV audience is measured is how many people are watching on average at one time. And because so- there's also a lot of people that will see, okay, someone highlighted when yeah. Vivek and Chris Christie went after one another right. and you just watch that. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. So, yeah, you can't. So like, but yeah, that number for television is how many people were watching it when it was happening. Um, Internet streaming video really doesn't work that way. I mean, or or, uh, well, I I, let me let me amend that when it's pre-recorded and posted online. It doesn't really work the same way that measuring a live TV audience. It's impossible to say. I still think you'd probably it's probably a safe bet that at least on the same night in the same time frame, Fox easily beat uh, the Tucker Trump interview. And at the same time, I would still say, and I think we all agree, Trump won the night. Oh, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) And as far as Fox or Tucker, Tucker wins that battle as to where it is right now. To me, anyway. Mm -hmm. He still has his credibility. With a lot of people, Fox's credibility has gone in the tank. Oh, sure. Which, I mean, long-term will mean something. There's part of me, and, I, you know, you don't want to overstate it. And I don't know if you had this go through your head. I'm thinking to myself as all of this was um, just unfolding on Wednesday night. And I'm like, man, cable news. It, it's a new world, man. And mm-hmm. the old world is dead. It just is. People don't watch it the same way that they used to. And people certainly don't trust um, networks. We know this with CNN and MSNBC. We know all that, NBC. But now it's the same with Fox. People have been shown that, I believe. And that's not to say, well, well, where's Newsmax's numbers? It's sometimes the numbers are just gone. And you may tune in just to see what's going on, but the level of trust is not there, as it was before. At least that's my perception. Well, it's not must see anymore. Absolutely, I mean, that's, that's well said. Must see, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. All right, that time of the show. Going around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Well, we go to Glendale, California, where a mall or a movie theater, I should say, had to be evacuated uh, because of a suspicious toilet. (laughs) So evidently, uh, again, this is Glendale, California, uh, last night, a potential bomb threat was under investigation. So Sky Fox, the local TV folks, put a helicopter up in the air. Oh, no. And they did the aerial view of it. And sure enough, right outside the building, there was a painted toilet that had been left there. <laughs> a 22-year-old guy from Burbank was arrested for this, uh, making a false bomb threat uh, in the, well, what they're calling Glendale Toilet Gate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the old there's a bomb in the toilet thing right yeah but but it was a toilet that shouldn't have been where it was either i mean it was it's a very unusual thing it was it was like graffitied up and all that and it was just oh, sort of God. sitting there uh, i am certainly glad and grateful that the police were able to flush out a suspect Mentioned it before. It was a long, long time ago, but I worked a couple of years at a mall. Whoever had that job of cleaning those toilets? No, oh, gosh, yeah. dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one fight for 15 protest I will join. Hey, there you go. <laughs> fight for 55. <laughs> People who are cleaning out toilets at a, at a shopping mall, <laughs> they deserve money. I, oh, I hope they're driving BMWs. I, I yeah. really, it's... Uh, Scott, what's your story? Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul. That's uh, upset these days. And I like stories like this. Governors and mayors of blue sanctuary cities get just a tiny, tiny glimpse of what life is like for those living on the southern U.S. borders. Mm-hmm. But she's not happy about it. She's playing stompy foot with the Biden administration. She tweeted this out. Listen to this. To manage this crisis, we have provided an enormous amount of resources to support cities and counties, including securing $1.5 billion Nearly 2,000 U.S. National Guard members state-owned land for shelter sites. But New York has shouldered this burden alone for far too long. Burden alone? Yeah. Governor of Texas, I would like to have a word with you right now, by the way, Kathy Hochul. Yeah, man. And Arizona. You know, again, and you've said this, David. I know we were debating it at the time. The busloads and the plane flights... From Texas, Arizona, Florida even, up to other cities in Blue Run states was a stroke of genius. Yeah, I I was sort of saying, I I think this is kind of a funny troll. I don't know if it'll do any good, but uh, yeah, it has definitely done a lot of good. Because this conversation never happens. Nope. If he doesn't do that. No, I agree. Don't do that. It's really good. But to say you're shouldering the burden alone? I mean, please. Now, these people don't get it. Shut up. No, that. Uh, For my story today, well, it's something you had in your trifecta yesterday, Scott. It was Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, He's told in Canada he's got to undergo social media sensitivity training. Yeah. In Ontario, or he's going to lose his license. That's right. Now, he could take, I mean, they could take away his license, and he could go to another area in Canada and get it the next day. But he was talking with his daughter um, about how ridiculous it is. And he thinks he knows when it all started because of a tweet. And it was a trans issue. Um, But I think you'll find this interesting the way he lays this out because you can tell he's more than irritated. Elliot Page 
and said that a criminal physician cut off her breasts and that pride was once a sin. And I actually think that tweet's doing pretty damn well now because it's become pretty obvious yep. that there's no shortage of trans surgery butchery being conducted on minors. And I feel that there's, I believe that is a crime against humanity. And so I'm perfectly happy that I tweeted that particular tweet. And I also think in five years, nobody will admit that they were ever in favor of any of this. Think that's true? Yes. Yeah, be a lot of people. Uh, I, I said I didn't know, you know, and just defer to the experts. Mm -hmm. Please. This is far worse than the lobotomies of the 1930s. This is inexcusable. You know, I, I read one poor kid today on Twitter, detransitioner, was decrying his castration. Fancy that. And pointing out, for example, that, you know, he's a young guy. He has no sexual drive whatsoever. And he said, well, you know, what, what am I going to do? What have I lost? I can't believe I was so stupid as to have gone through with this. It's like, you know, fair enough, kid. You probably should have woken up. But the people who facilitated that transformation, your therapists and your surgeons, as far as I'm concerned, they should be jailed for the rest of their lives. And, you know, that's the thing. With legacy media, they never tell that side of the story. Mm-hmm. Well, one time, 60 Minutes did. Yeah. And then they had to apologize for it. That's yeah. right. Good point. Yes. Yeah, we highlighted that. By the way, as I was listening to him talk about it, he mentioned a fact about surgeons. And I, he states he's not talking about all surgeons. Um, but the guy's done so many studies himself and just knows so many things just about humans and their actions. Um, I thought this was fascinating. Roll it. Surgeons are much more likely to be psychopathic than people in the typical profession. That's a well-documented phenomenon. Did you ever know that? No. It's, seeing as I'm the only guy in here that had my chest split open for, by a surgeon, <laughs> <laughs> i got to tell you, I'm a little shaken by that comment. <laughs> I'd never heard that before. Had you, David? No. Okay, he goes on. In the psychological yeah. literature. Now, it's not only surgeons, obviously. You see it, that in other professions as well. But if you happen to be sadistic and psychopathic, a profession that allows you to cut people up, that's that, that, uh, and you think, well, there are no people like that. It's like, well, I think they just arrested some nurse in the UK for killing a bunch oh, of yeah. babies. Remember that story? Well, that's yeah. A, yeah, she just, uh, she was just convicted, like Jeez. this week or last week. Yeah. Brutal story. Yeah. Okay, there's just a couple seconds left. Go ahead. In her psychopathic and sadistic manner. And so if you don't think there are people like that, you're naive beyond belief, and you better bloody well pray that you never meet anyone like that because they're looking for someone just as naive as you to have their way with. I love Jordan Peterson, man. Wow. <laughs> I, have the, I got the books, The 12 Rules for Life, the other 12. It, it, I just like him a lot. You know, we'll say it does actually make a lot of sense. My, my wife with our first kid... Had to have an emergency C-section. There was a problem with the delivery. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the... I was totally not prepared to go into the, the operating room with my wife. But I was there. They put up a sheet so you can't necessarily see everything that's going on as they're cutting open a person and taking your baby out. Um, and I was the one who went over to the scale and all of that stuff to help, you know, to, to welcome my new baby girl into the world. And they told me, don't look to your right. Well, when you say don't do something or don't look at this, my first reaction is always, I'm going to look. I turn around and, well, there's my wife cut open. And oh. 
I told I told the doctor after that, the woman who had done the surgery on on my wife, um, wonderful lady, very blunt. I love her. But I said, yeah, I looked. And she goes, hmm, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But she had a smile on her face when she was saying that. I'm like, you like this stuff, don't you? Wow, man. I hope you like it. I mean, that makes you good at it, you know? Okay, man. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing your wife next time so I can tell her. Man, I didn't realize David had it so much worse than you did during that birth. Mm. (laughs) Think that'll go over all right? I missed lunch, man. Yeah. Uh, Paper straws are bad for the environment. Really, that and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We care about the environment. Oh, the I care about the environment. We got to do everything we can. Hey, if you got a straw, plastic straw, we're going to fine you. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, What's this have, story, David? Yeah, you got some states in the nation and cities that have banned the use of plastic straws to save the environment and whatnot. I mean, again, you can inject heroin, no problem, but drink a Diet Coke out of a plastic straw straight to Gitmo, buddy. All right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently some paper and bamboo straws contain the so-called forever chemicals, PFAS, Uh uh, that could make them, uh, well, bad for the environment. Oh, They leach into uh, groundwater and things like that, and it's toxic to animals, plants, and humans. What have we learned over the last couple of years with this sort of stuff? Hey, man, your heart might be in the right place. But at any given time, you almost got to say, I think I'm doing the right thing right now. I guess we'll find out in the next five to ten years, maybe. Well, this will keep the Camp Lejeune lawyers busy again for a <laughs> yeah, while. It really will. Have you used a paper straw? <laughs> <laughs> you may be entitled to. Oh, man. I saw this uh, little update because it, it's pretty well documented now. Even liberal outlets are talking about grocery stores and pharmacies are having to keep items in locked cases so they won't get stolen. Yeah. yeah. Like ice cream yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. Um, you remember when they did this? This has been a number of years back, and people were crying racism. Racist! Yeah. Because you're locking up some of these items that black and brown people want to buy. Right. Oh, it you can has still buy them. Yeah. Nobody's it's stopping you. People are ripping these things yeah. off so much, we're losing money. we yeah. got to stop losing money. Well, now it's at things like, you know deodorant and now dollar tree has to put stuff in lock cases dollar tree dollar tree and yes in, in a lot of states too it has to be over 900 dollars before they even charge you with anything uh, california yeah i mean to rob 900 dollars worth of dollar tree you'd need like three semi trucks <laughs> it's like an entire aisle <laughs> yeah it's all gone what are they going to lock up again at dollar tree i don't know skippy peanut butter s-c-i-p-p-y <laughs> Well, I know it, Dollar Tree isn't just a dollar anymore. Well, no, it's not. We all knew that from a few years ago. But gee whiz, back scratchers are stealing those? What? You know, I, I don't want to sound too crazy here, but maybe if you start putting the criminals in jail, well, I guess that's unloving, isn't it? Crazy. <laughs> this is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh my gosh, Donald Trump may use this mugshot to fundraise. <laughs> well, Might? Are you kidding me? He already is. is. He, he's selling mug mugshot uh, mugshots. Yeah. Yes. On well, mugs, on sweatshirts, on t-shirts. Yeah, of course. they're all available right now. I was mocking CNN. From yesterday. Oh, well, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know if you heard it or not. It was Caitlin Collins and some other hack. I mean, Trump himself has been not downplaying this. I mean, he has certainly seen how he uses these exact moments to his political advantage, Sarah. I mean, you, you covered him when he was in the White House as well. <laughs> and, and he was posting today, you know, what time he expected to be here. 7.30, here it is, 7.34, as he is arriving here. He used the time God. to tell when he was going to do it. Yeah. He's yeah. using this. Um, we, love, we love a timely, we love some timely guidance, I guess. Yeah, but he does use these. I mean, he uses these for fundraising. He... By the way, there is a question that was brought up that was somewhat intelligent. I, Van Camp looks shocked. Okay. You obviously haven't I heard this clip, right? I have not, no. Okay, we'll just get to the part where I think it, the question does make a little sense. Sure, it's treating Donald Trump, if he does get one, the same as any other defendant, but you're also giving him a photo that there's no doubt that he's going to use on promotional material, he's going to use on fundraising material. I, I believe he made a fake mugshot in the past yeah. that he used for fundraising purposes. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things that's gone into consideration in, in his previous three arrests where he has not had a mugshot is, do we really need to do this when we're talking about a former president of the United States, we know what he looks like. Right. So why did they do it? Public humiliation. That's the entire well, course. Yeah. And then he turns it right around and makes a pile of money on yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Of course he does. And the thing is, when you buy the T-shirt now, it's like a tour shirt. You get all the indictments on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm holding. I'm holding out for the actual court date so I can actually make it like an official, you know, concert tour shirt. Yeah, that's true. That's awesome. Yeah. The the whole thing. Such a joke. Um, I'll just leave it there for now. I mean, do you have any big takeaway from all of this that I, you haven't had before? I, I do think it is kind of funny that the same network that had like a play-by-play -play of his plane taking off <laughs> is aghast that he might use this to get publicity for himself. Right. <laughs> Come on. We yes. all know what this game is. Well, and they love this stuff. Uh, partly because it's catnip, partly because they think this is ratings for us. Mm -hmm. Because for all the people that hate this guy so much, they want to tune in. I want to see him being booked into jail, blah, blah, blah. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about House Republicans looking into <laughs> this whole thing. Oh, yeah, the, the and DA. And with the local DA. Yeah. Because, because um, this Fannie is Willis, because it seems like she's an activist. Seems like she is. Yeah, oh yeah. Certainly looks that way, doesn't yep, it? Yep, sure does. So you've got people looking into that, like, okay, what exactly went into this? Was this absolutely a witch hunt? I think they're going to find out that, of course, it was. I don't know if it will matter to half the country because they'll never be told that from legacy mm -hmm. media. Um, but there was a whole thing at Red State about it that you look at these posts from her past, 
and she's pushed election conspiracies. I mean, again, a lot of people don't know that, but all you have to do is look into it a little bit and you'll find it. I mean, talking about, what was it? She liked to post that only white people were voting. Was that in Jersey? Yep, like that. Yes. We got to make sure these votes are counted here. The water pipe burst, and now they're going to try to rig this against us. Yeah. All this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And now she's out there talking about, you know, our sacred elections. Mm -hmm. And to someone to call that into question. It just rips away at the heart of our democracy. Yeah. Oh, please. Bunch of actors. Mm -hmm. So keeping an eye on that. Um, Revisionist history here, I guess, from MSNBC. Dude. Well, we all know that there's a mental health crisis in this country, especially among kids. Um, And the mental health crisis uh, involving kids was certainly happening uh, before the pandemic. I mean, it's actually really interesting how you can see uh, how much it spikes after the release of the first iPhone. Yes, it is. We've talked about it, honestly, for years. Yeah. Uh, But it's not really controversial to point out that locking down schools during COVID was a huge contributor to what we're seeing right now, unless you're a wacko liberal on MSNBC. Mehdi Hassan brought on a doctor named Tyler Black who said, well, actually, you know, kids not being in school is good for them because suicides tend to drop off during summer vacation. What? Yeah. You Okay. Roll it. COVID contrarians have seemed to ignore the data and they suggest the exact reverse, that kids get more mentally ill, have more crises, attempt suicides more when schools are closed, when even before the pandemic, you're saying vacation time showed us that wasn't true. This, you know, you, you had showed a graph showing this sort of steady increase of ER presentations uh, with dips every now and then. And those dips are the summer times. Um, but that when it when we hit the pandemic, if we if we keep drawing that graph in that study, 2020 and 2021, we see that the rate just keep kept increasing the way it was before. And they haven't changed that significantly uh, since the pandemic started. That is absolutely not true. And summer that's a vaca- flat out lie. Summer vacation is also not the same thing as having kids lose everything uh, in their social sphere. Of course it, not. It's not the same. As thing. a kid, what a summer was the greatest. Argue- you got to do so many yes. different things, and you were with your friends. Yes, it's well, not like the lockdown. You freaking dope. Depression set in when I had to go buy school supplies because they reminded yes. me of where I got to be in about three yes. weeks. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, and and their precious institutions, the CDC and the NIH, both say that uh, youth suicide rates absolutely increased starting in July of 2020. And that, and so, yeah, there is actually evidence that uh, at least suicide attempts and unfortunately, you know, people following through with it went up and it's not really that hard to connect the dots to figure out why. The question is not whether or not it happened. The question is, what do we do about it now going forward? (laughs) Man, oh man. You know, some things... It shouldn't be surprising at all. You still hear it. You're like, you got to be kidding me. Comparing that to summer vacation? Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really is. How dense is that? I uh, don't know if you noticed this totally different story. Uh, Carlos Santana at a show the other night was talking about gender and said, hey, a woman is a woman. 
right, among other things. Yeah, from the stage. It was getting shared at a lot of different places. When God made you and me, before we came out of the womb, you know who you are and what you are. Yeah, buddy. And it goes on for a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's talking. It sounds good, but you know it ain't right. Because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Yeah. Okay. So that was getting shared around social media. Hey, it's good to see somebody speaking the truth on this. Good job, Carlos Santana. Until the mob came after him. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, is he going to apologize? Yeah, I know. I'm or is he going to stick to what he said? Well, if you were picking, he's going to apologize. Yeah. yeah, he apologized. That's unfortunate, too. It is. Yeah. At the end of when he was talking, he's like, I'm with my brother, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. When it comes to this issue. Okay. The thing is, okay, that was like a rap in between songs or in a break. Yeah. Did he just do that off yeah, the cuff? You I wonder. wonder too. Because I don't know it, what prompted it. No. You know if you're going to say that, and you can yeah. say it and mean it, but you know what's coming your way, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would think so. He had to have known. I, I mean, d- the crowd appreciated it, obviously. Yeah. They were all like about it. it. Yeah. I, yes. I just assumed that that was a rap introing Black Magic Woman. Ooh. Not quite sure. Wasn't at the show. All I saw was that little clip. Yeah. So anyway. Um, then you had all these people. You know, there's headlines. There's, you know, messages on social media. Carlos Santana's a transphobe. No more of his music for me. Okay, fine. There wasn't any to begin with, dopey. Carlos being a transphobe. Learning he's a bleepy person bleeps. Anyway, bleep you, Carlos. Mm-hmm. You can't be about love and activism and hate people for being who they are. Here we go. I did not have Carlos Santana on my transphobe bingo card for 2023. Yeah, it goes on and on and on. David, I might say he was going into evil ways. Could be. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know we were going to get into the Santana, you know, song contest to link it to the story. Now I feel like I'm playing from behind and I'm reading the story. Crap. I, I just don't even know. Like, why why bother apologizing? You're Santana. You're in your 70s. Who cares? I know, man. Like, like why are you? I couldn't believe it. When why would you bow down to anybody yeah. at this point? Yeah. Okay, here's the apology. You want to hear it? Yeah. I am sorry for my insensitive comments. They don't reflect what I want to honor and respect all persons, ideals, and beliefs. Okay. I realized that what I said hurt people, and that was not my intent. I sincerely apologize to the transgender community and everyone I offended. Here's my personal goal that I strive to achieve every day. I want to honor and respect all persons' ideals and beliefs, whether they are LGBTQ or not. This is the planet of free will, and we all, ha- we all have been given this gift. I will now pursue this goal to be happy and have fun, and for everyone to believe what they want and follow in your hearts without fear. It takes courage to grow and glow in the light that you are and be true, genuine, and authentic. We grow and learn to shine our light with love and compliments. Have a glorious existence. Peace. How do you rate that one, Scott? Well, that's where he breaks from Dave Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle's like, go pound sand. I don't apologize for anything. He's one of the few. No, I, I don't like that stuff. I mean, this it's right out of the PR book. You know, it is. I don't even mind to say, hey, listen, my intent wasn't to offend anyone because that can be true. Sure. But go on and say, but I'm going to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that are being duped right now. You get to live your truth and I'm supposed to leave you alone. This is my truth. I'm speaking my truth. 
Yes. And if you don't like my truth, you don't have to listen to my truth. But what is so strange to me is if you're going to say that at the show, at least that to me means that's what you believe. Yeah, it seems like he was very unaware of the fact that he was going to get dogpiled after he said it. I mean, you live in this universe here, man. You know that. But then you just changed your worldview exactly. in a day? Yeah, exactly. No. Really? A, yeah. You know, That's re, really disappointing, man. You know, re-release his greatest hits for the uh, for the 21st century, and it's going to be, Got a black magic, they them. <laughs> <laughs> Front hole haver. <laughs> Alice Cooper just said the same basic stuff. I'll bet you anything he's not oh, backing off. Oh, he's not. No. no. I'll bet you anything. He's not. Okay, do we have time for this story about the person that says I've been shot before? Oh, I think Should so. Should we do that coming up? It's up to you. Uh, yeah, do that coming up. All right, we'll do that in the next, let's say, 10 minutes. Um, oh, have you noticed? This is also a story I don't see getting a whole lot of attention. Um, Biden's DOJ is going after Elon Musk. Unbelievable. Unreal. Do you think that's because, well, everybody's paying attention to the Trump thing. This story will just sort of slide under the radar. Wow. That and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, I want to get to your story about the person that says I've been shot before. Yeah. Um, before we get there, dude, I don't know if you happened to see this yesterday. Biden's Department of Justice announced a lawsuit against Elon Musk's SpaceX for allegedly discriminating against asylees and refugees in hiring. Unbelievable. <laughs> SpaceX violated the Immigration and Nationality Act by discouraging asylees and refugees from applying and refusing to hire them. The Justice Department claims SpaceX instead chose to hire U.S. citizens and legal residents. How, How dare you? Dare you do that? God, and they want him to pay like back in arrears to these people. Wow! If they didn't get hired, like they, he has well, to pay them. Well. Hold one question. for a job they never did. Right. One one question here, real quick. Yeah. I've been told that asylum seekers are mostly women and children <laughs> seeking yeah. who who have nothing, who mm -hmm. are seeking a better life. Right. What do they know about rocket ships? It's a good question. No, I mean they still say that. Even when you're looking at, you know, two busloads of people, you know, ninety two dudes. Eight, you know, a few women and a couple of kids saying they're all asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. All these dudes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that, I don't quite think so. Are, they, are, are there, like, I don't know, aerospace engineers coming across the border from Guatemala? I'm just trying to figure this out here. They identify as that. Okay. So it makes it so. By the way, and some people are remembering, remember when Biden was asked if they should investigate Elon Musk and... This whole Twitter thing. and Well, it took him eight years to answer the question, but it went something like this. <laughs> I think that Elon Musk's... Right, time out for a second. Do you want me to play this in real time or speed it? It might take too long. Seriously. <laughs> I'll play I, it, it takes 40 seconds. Dude. All right, this is it. Cooperation and or... technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. This is comical. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth, worth being looked at. 
Um, and uh, um, and uh, but that's all I'll say. I like those little like uh, things he does. Uh, I, I, I what I don't know. <laughs> We should just move on. Get to the entertaining story, David. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, <laughs> it's like a zombie. I, uh, what? Uh, I, brains. Uh, I don't know. What? <laughs> like words coming out of his mouth. It's, it's, like a, it's like a guy with a prostate the size of a watermelon trying to pass a kidney stone. It's just amazing. I mean, it's like physically hurts him. The only thing is he doesn't have his hand on a wall in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Okay, we're not going to have time for the other story. I'm just telling you, it reminds me. Of my favorite, I think, has to be Biden clip where he just finally gives up and gives in. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. (laughs) Defeated. Defeated. (laughs) Could not come up. (laughs) Words. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. (laughs) Anyway. I've just just never heard anybody speak where it sounds physically painful for the words to come out of their mouth. Well, it's like next to death sort of stuff. Where someone's struggling in their last words, you feel terrible, but that's what he sounds like, and that's in front of a group of people. What's the combination? What's the combination? (laughs) The gold is buried in the... What? <laughs> Where? It's like Yoda. There is another Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> the name is Deep Throat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, if you had to bet today, Trump's going to be the nominee. I'm guessing you would all bet that. All right. You were forced yeah, to I bet. Would. Yeah. Okay. And this latest thing with the mugshot is only going to make him more popular, I'm guessing. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Okay. Now to take the temperature of where we're at right now. Do you still think that's part of the left's overall move is to elevate Trump? Yeah, I, I I do actually think that 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 that's the plan, and and the reason for that is pretty simple. It's because that's exactly what they did in the twenty twenty two primaries. They supported yes. the the Trump endorsed or the person that they could say is closest to Trump politically, uh, mm-hmm. and that paid out dividends for them. I mean, I know Illinois is deep blue, and it's hard to get a Republican elected there. But that's, they meddled in the, in the Republican primary there to try to get the Trumpiest candidate uh, there. It happened in Pennsylvania as well. I mean, it happened all over the map, and that was one of the things that they were focused on. The only thing is, is that they did try this in 2016, and it backfired on the Democrats extremely, well, obviously, because Donald yes. Trump wound up winning. So I don't know if it'll work, but I do know that's 
that's part of the calculus here in throwing all these criminal charges against him. Get as many Republican voters sympathetic towards Donald Trump to get him the nomination, assuming that, okay, he's going to trial next year. And, well, that might, they're hoping that that will be poison for him at the box office, or box office, at the ballot box. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next November. Well, this conversation, I think, happens a lot um, with Republican voters talking about Trump because it's, sometimes it seems like, well, and for the sake of this argument, let's say it's split. There's half people, it's like, it's got to be Trump. I'm with Trump all the way. And the other half is, you know, I'd prefer someone else. If Trump's, you know, if he wins the primary, I'll definitely vote for right. him. Or I, you know, plan on it. But my fear is he can't win in a general because there's too many people that will never vote for Trump. Where there's a group of people in the United States, and we know how razor thin these elections are, that could possibly go for somebody else, but they are so, and you can call it brainwashed, you can call it whatever you want, but they will never vote for Trump. I mean, the secret sauce for Trump has always been the us against them mentality. Yes, but in I that mean, conversation. Yeah. I, in this no, conversation. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. I hear these conversations being made all the time, and they're usually pretty reasonable. And it usually, I mean, it's not like there's an answer to it all, but is that the way you see this, <sighs> the way it's playing out? Then honestly, if Trump ends up being the candidate, that people would stay home and not vote for him. You know, I can't. I can't see just that not happening. vote at all. Yes. Okay. Like the never Trumper people. It could With be where the country's at right now and where it's heading. Gosh, I can't. Well, I can't imagine it. Yeah, I can see that. I could see it. That people would stay home. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I mean, like, I'm not going to vote for that guy. I don't care. But I'm also not going to vote for Biden. I'm just going to sit on my hands and let it happen. That, that's, I think, the biggest fear of a lot of people is, okay, it looks like he's going to be the nominee, but there's too many people that won't vote for him in the general. Mm. Do, you th do you think there's enough people that will vote for him in the general? It's hard to tell, honestly, because so much can change between now and November of 2024. I mean, again, Trump was cruising towards re-election, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And I, without COVID, he's still the president. I, that is true. You'll never convince me that that's not true, that that wouldn't have happened. I agree with you 100%. Um, so who knows what, what, what will happen? I think if the election is today, um, you know, it's going to be close either way. I think probably he would lose a little bit. But if he is, in fact, locked up. I don't see that. I, I don't see it. The trials trials are going to play out over the course of a long time. I, I I really don't know. You know, there there's talk that it'll happen like January or February or then March. Yeah, and that's what I've heard. It's like, yeah. man, I I don't see it going to trial before the election. I really don't. I don't either. And if it was, you know what? As crazy as it sounds, I think there are some people that, and I'm talking about, you know, for the sake of argument, the stereotypical suburban woman. That won't vote for Trump, but if he's actually in jail, that might push that person to say, you know what, I may not like that guy, but this is a bunch of BS. I will vote for him. Well, it's yeah. us against them mentality again, right? They did yeah. this to him. Yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, you've got all these other Republican candidates, and it seems like somebody got a spike, at least in the betting odds, right? Well, in the, in the betting odds, a spike is is sort of overstating it. It's, I, I just found this fascinating. Uh, Real Clear Politics is now publishing an average of betting data for the Republican presidential primary. 
Yeah, I was looking at that. Uh, it's an average of several different betting outlets. Uh, January 3rd of this year, Ron DeSantis was the clear favorite with more than 50% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump was around 28%. By February, they were tied. Then Trump took off once he start, started getting arrested and hadn't really looked back. Uh, and the betters were less than impressed with DeSantis, and it's only gone down as after he declared. Uh, Trump's got a commanding lead at 60%. Ron DeSantis is not second place anymore, according to the bookies. Mm-mm. It's Vivek Ramaswamy, 13 to 10. Yes. Again, it's like, is, it, is that a huge swing? No. It's more like the, the collapse in their confidence in DeSantis is, is kind of the story to me. Uh, because, like, broader context here, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, not even running, is fourth place. Yeah, so when we were going over some of these numbers yesterday, and because I'm looking at the screen and I'm looking at the betting odds, yeah, because we were talking about Gavin Newsom doesn't show up in the polling for a presidential candidate, yeah, but he absolutely does in the betting market, yeah, because <laughs> he's not declared yet, you know what I mean? So, and you a lot of times think they're a step ahead of everybody else, but I remember following it, and I think we did almost a daily update of the betting odds, yeah, we did, yeah, we did. And if, again, and to your point, David, there's so much that can happen yeah. in all this time yeah. that earlier in 2020, I mean, it was Trump by a lot. But once it flipped the other side, it never came back yeah. over the summer. Oh, it's brutal, man. Just brutal. Okay. Some other stuff going on out there. There's a new term. I don't know if you've heard of this before. It's uh, master dating. <laughs> Pardon me? Master dating? Uh-huh. Yes. Dating. Master dating. Hmm. Um, you do that on a date? No, no, no. Well, if you're dating yourself. This is one of those <laughs> self-love <laughs> things, man. Yeah. Jeez. Social media, especially TikTok. Um, it's, I don't know, spending money on yourself, buying yourself nice gifts. Oh, Some people even send themselves flowers. What? Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't need a man, okay? I'm master dating right now. I'm I'm uh, spoiling myself, oh, buying myself these things, gifts mm-hmm. and flowers and yeah. maybe chocolates and cards, writing mm-hmm. cards to yourself. I don't know. It sounds insane to me. The point is to love you as a person and realize you deserve to have a good time, even if you're not dating anyone. I mean... You, you can do that anyway without being weird. I See, no. exactly. Yes. Like, you can go why see a you, movie. Why do you have to do this? I, why do you have to claim this? Is there Does it make you feel better psychologically? Somehow, I think that's what it is. I think yeah. it probably is, too. It's You've driven all the people away, and you can't figure it out, but you're never going to look in the mirror and say, is it possibly me? I, no, it can't be me. Love me. I'm going right. to splurge <laughs> on myself because I deserve it. I think, I'm not I think, going to date anymore until I, I self-fulfill. I love myself. I, no, I'm, you're not going to date anymore because nobody's asking, okay? I've just, you freak. I hear that story, and the only thing that comes to mind really is the is a Pink Floyd lyric, hanging on in quiet desperation. <laughs> yes. From time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you missed the starting gun. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Ten yeah. years got behind you. Oh, oh boy! Oh, buddy, Master that's too dating. Bad. Oh, can yeah. we can we do the uh, the the uh, the lady who was screaming at the cop? I got shot once before. 
Dude, please. I'm so glad you reminded me of this. There's all these different stories, and that's the one I wanted to get to. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, so this is uh, Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, earlier this week, uh, a woman named Nicole Sanders showed up at a middle school trying to get a student out of class. The student wasn't supposed to go with her, and the student apparently, when, when somebody with the, uh, with, with the school said, hey, this person is here to pick you up, in uh, police speak, the student became distressed. Didn't want to go with this lady. Oh. Uh, but they might have been a family member, but it's a weird situation, obviously. So the school calls the, the student's mom, who says, uh-uh, don't let her take my kid. Now, the school told her, nope, got to go. Sorry. Locking the door. Right. Uh, now, she wound up going to a different entrance and tried to force her way in. A secretary was there and stopped her, and that's when Nicole assaulted the secretary. God. Like, just beat her up uh, right as a sheriff's deputy was getting there. She tried to hit him, too, as he separated her away. And it didn't go well because, well, he brought out the old taser. And there, I've, I've got the audio from the body cam. I, I kind of do. I, have a, I, I get a weird sense of joy out of hearing people after they've been hit by a taser. <laughs> it's just oh, you're not funny. alone there, bro. No, no, it's really funny to me. <laughs> oh, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Go ahead, roll it. Let's hear it. Kill me. Shoot me. I've been shot stop. before. I've been shot before. Stop. I've stop. stop. You stop. I want you to get down. Stop. Put your hands behind your back. I slept walk and I was shot. Put your hands behind your back. Uh, <laughs> That was the first thrill. Like, ah. uh, <laughs> Every warning in the book, too. Yeah. Just stop it. Okay? Don't have to use this, but you're not cooperating. I'm sorry. 47 you handcuff me, please. I can't eat. I can't breathe. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Really, I can't, can't breathe. breathe. We're going to bust Nobody can out. breathe when they get the handcuffs out. Uh, yeah, here we go. Somehow your lungs quit working when your yeah. hands are behind your back. I don't know why. <laughs> Taser deployed. Start someone code. Got one on the ground. Please, I won't resist. Handcuff me. Stop. You keep resisting. Yep. Yeah. Should be like about a hundred of those on a loop. <laughs> just watch them over and over again. I remember getting a stern talking to for uh, from a few people because there was some sort of crazy fight at Jamie. You remember this probably? Uh, crazy fight at a school, and some one of the students got tased, and she had hopped up on a lunchroom table, and it was, and the and so the cop was there. A cop had responded, yeah, trying to break up this massive fight. And he hits her with the taser, and it just goes rigid. It was just a quick, huh, and then, boom, off oh, yeah. of the table. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. Yes. They're like, that's a teenager. I'm like, I don't care. She was out of control. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's other words for it, but play dumb games, win dumb prizes. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. It is just amazing because you, you really, it's it's. It's tough to overcome that when, you know, a taser hijacks your central nervous system the way that it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've ever had, like, a dog's shock collar and you forgot and you're carrying it and you go out of the boundary and you get that, you're like, golly. <laughs> I can't believe that dog ever makes it five feet out of here. Remember dudes hanging on the electric fences? Ah, oh, ah, yeah. You can't let go of them. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
We're, we're sick. All right. We're not alone. Okay, there's a new conspiracy theory about Trump that's entertaining. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, certainly a lot going on. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying yeah. to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. <laughs> yeah, it is. I wanna, yes. I'm going to share something with you from somebody who goes on X as Roast Malone. Yeah. I, I love Twitter names, man. Um, Very funny. Says, who cares? Trump isn't even the first actor from Home Alone 2 to have his mugshot released. And it's a side-by-side of Trump and Macaulay Culkin. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody else pointed out that Buzz, the, the older brother in the Home Alone movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the actor was arrested in 2021 on domestic <laughs> abuse allegations. Wow. So actually, Trump is just the third Home Alone 2 actor. Wow. <laughs> to wind up with a mugshot being released. That we know of. That anyway. we know of. You're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another conspiracy out there about Trump? Yeah. So uh, Zillow listing, uh, cl- uh, a Zillow listing claims to show that Donald Trump has sold Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Yeah, what, what, I saw that story. Yeah. What, what actually really happened, there's a lot of clickbait about this. Uh, what actually appears to have happened is he transferred it to his son. So now it's it's under a corporate umbrella, essentially, which is really just stashing it away because you know the radical left is going to try to confiscate whatever he owns. Yes. They're on a mission to ruin him, so he's protecting his assets. That would be the smart thing to do. Yeah. He left. knows this stuff. You could have left the sets part out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that too, yeah. Yeah, that's indeed. And, of course, a lot of people talking about the mugshot today. And it's on mugs and T-shirts, and there's fundraising, which, to me, they were just playing right into Trump's hands with that. As far as we're going to do a mugshot just like anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Go right ahead. That's the way it goes. Okay. So then for our Friday Five, we're trying to figure out what should we do. David, I think you said, well, I got the mugshot. There's a, well, photo, picture. We could do that. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of great songs. Yeah, there are. More so with photograph than picture. That's true, but there are some pictures. Too, yes, but, there are. Yeah. But for our Friday Five, the countdown we do every Friday, we figure it out by how big a song or how iconic is the song, hit-wise or iconic, and then does it stand the test of time, and then how much you personally like the song, put it all together, and then we have our five. Yep. I haven't seen yet how the five ended up, to be honest. I know as we were picking them yesterday, there were a couple of surprises. Mm-hmm. That's not out of the ordinary. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing where everything ended up ranking. To me, there's a clear number one. I hope that's true. Yeah. Well, there, there was one, that. one song that wound up in the five on the strength of my pick. I was kind of surprised neither of y'all had it in your five. God, wow. I thought you were going to say me. I was freaking out. That was like, both. Not again. Well, that's what makes this fun. If you want to get in early, the number is 210-619-2053. Again, 210-619-2053. The Friday Five. Photo or picture next. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means it's that time. The Friday Five, our countdown we do every week, and it starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay. So today for our Friday Five, we're doing songs with picture or photo. Photograph in the title. In honor of Donald J. Trump. And the mugshot. The photo Just, that went everywhere. Yep. It is. You can buy it on t-shirts now. Mugs, sweatshirts, bumper stickers. Yes. The merch is hot, man. No doubt about it. So, as you know, when we do our countdown, we... Compile it all from our individual lists, and that's compiled of how big of a hit or how iconic is the song. Does it stand the test of time, and how much do you like it? We have our list. It's a pretty good list, too. Some great songs. Uh, the number, again, is 210-619-2053. Who's up first, David? Let's talk to Joey in Salem. Hey, Joey. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Joey. Hey, Joey. Always nice to get through and be able to talk to you guys. Absolutely, Joey. So today I'm going to go with uh, Def Leppard photograph. Oh, yeah. Are you ready to have a great weekend, Joey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number one. That was a clear number one for me. Oh, yeah, me too. David, you had a one? It was not my number one. Wow. It was, I, I mean, look at me. Test of time, iconic. 10-10, no question about that. Yes. I just... I don't really care about the song. I gotcha. Like, I think a lot of people will say to me, David, I mean, for a millennial, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's there's still a flaw here and there. Well, there's, Man, holes, okay. there's holes in his awesomeness. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't feel bad about it. I love that song. Oh, my gosh, man. That was huge. I never turned that song off, ever. I mean, it's not my favorite Def Leppard song. I'll tell you that. Um, but it's really solid. And I thought that was a clear number one. Okay, I can't wait to see what you had at number one. Yeah. David, okay, who's next? Uh, Let's talk to Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mark. Hey, uh, my guest this week is from uh, the band with uh, one of the most iconic haircuts in the 80s. if I had a photograph of you by Flock Seagulls. Seagulls, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. If I had a photograph of you, something to Okay, I remember the early days of MTV. They played this thing all the time. Yep. Did, was this a big top 40 hit? Not big, but it was a hit. Yeah. That little, that little part there, I was like, Okay, it's not like I'm going to put this on in my spare time. No. But I don't hate this song like no. a lot of that sort of stuff. I don't hate it. It's not terrible. It's all right. Okay. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and happy Friday. John, hey. and to you. Thank you. Hey, Scott, 
I think yeah. it's clear that any reasonable thinking person knows that Major League Baseball has gotten to Nikki Haley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe she's trying to get the Rays to move to Charleston. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not. It's not you. And, and more importantly, we know that Jamie loves you. David probably loves you. We all love you, and we're all happy you're here. So happy rebirthday! Hey, thank you, man. Yes, Appreciate that's very that. nice, thank John. You. Thank you, John. No problem. Now back to the countdown. <laughs> I had the right idea, but the wrong artist. Same title, photograph, but I'm going with the coolest Beatle, Ringo Starr. Yeah. Yes, great take, John. Number three. Maybe I knew this before and I forgot. This was a number one song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huge. Wow. This is a huge album from the Ringo album, and George Harrison played on this one. That song. Well, my earlier days of, like, rock radio and part of the classic rock library you played, this was always in there. Really? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. I'm a little surprised at that. But Well, I was on a rock station that didn't rock for a while. <laughs> yeah, until you got there. Well, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... That it wasn't the hard rock monster that it should have been, he in my it, opinion. Turned it on its head. <laughs> Steely Dan got chucked out the window. <laughs> anyway, I'm not saying that. Um, but yeah, number three, that's pretty strong. Was that your number one, David? That was not my number one. Oh. I think I know what it is. Now I do. Well, okay. Wait, we'll, I don't know yet. We'll play along. All right. All right. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Christine in Washington. Hey, Christine. Hi, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Christine. Thanks for checking in. Yes, how about Picture of You by The Cure? Oh, yeah. wow, man. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. It's very mournful and sorrowful. <laughs> so uncure-like. <laughs> <laughs> So my roommate at, quote, radio school, he was a big new wave guy, alternative guy, and I was the hard rock guy, and The Cure was one of the bands he liked, and then I'm dating somebody that likes The Cure, and then I'm hearing this. It was excruciating, I got to admit. You know, it's not my thing, but I know a lot of people that like yeah. The Cure. The only thing I could think of when I hear The Cure is, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> That's... I know. The one that makes me say she's sick. And then I would make up lyrics yeah. around them. Oh, I'll bet you did, too. I'm so sorry. I can't get a date, but it's probably because I'm whining and I never have fun. <laughs> Why do all the hard rock guys get all the girls? Okay, anyway. <laughs> it's songs with picture or photograph in the title. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Doing great, Good, Greg. Greg. How are you? Doing great, except for I'm blaming climate change on uh, stealing my wife's Monica's uh, toaster strudel, the apple toaster strudel. Mm. I stole it this morning. Yeah, <laughs> oh. that damn climate I'm change. On, I'm blaming it on the climate change. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess I'm going to go with Sheryl Crow and Kid Rock with that picture song. That seemed to be a pretty good hit there. And shout out to Jim at Thompson's Auto Body. There you go. All right. Got it. Nice. Yes. Am I the only one that had this in their top five? Uh, yeah. You guys don't like this song, do you? No. Okay. I think it's good. I don't I don't dislike it. It's just like the test of time on that. I don't really. 
not very that, good. That song could never happen today, ever. I found your Why? Those two could not be in the same place together. Cheryl Crow would never sing with us. You think that's true? Oh, yeah. She's a whacked out the other way. Well, maybe music's the great uniter. Could be. I thought they sounded great together. I think it's, oh, a, it's, good it's song. a fine song. It's just, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Boy, I'm a little surprised. All right. So we got number one. We got number three. But looking for two, four, and five. And who's next? Uh, let's talk to Dave in California. Hey, Dave. Hey, this is Dave. Um, you know, I think there's another version of that picture of you song that doesn't have Cheryl Crow with um, – Kid Rock, and I think it's better. But anyway, I mean, I gotta look that up. Do you know opinion, who, who sings it with him? No, I think he just sings it by himself. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I like it that better life. than that one. Okay. Anyway, uh, Nickelback photograph. Yeah, all oh, buddy. Number two. Look at this photograph. Okay, hold on a second. I know some people hate this song and hate this band. It's well documented. Mm-hmm. Scott, you like this when it was out as a current. No, no, I don't, I don't mind the song. I just think... That <laughs> thing with him, he does that thing. Okay. Chad Kroger. <laughs> but did you like him when this was out and happening? I didn't hate it. I, would, I didn't okay. buy it or anything, no. But okay. I didn't turn it off necessarily every time it came on the radio. Got it. And I was already yeah. out of the scene by then. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, okay, do I reach for the Nick? No. No. But the hatred is a little unfair. That's, oh, I think it's unfair, David, too. you've talked yeah. about it a million yeah, times. It, it really it makes no sense. And I, I think when – I think that my turning point was several years ago when former Senator Ben Sass had made a joke about somebody liking Nickelback, and I'm like, okay, so now the joke about Nickelback is officially dead. Okay, because dorks right. in Washington – are calling people dorks for liking a rock and roll band. And then I find out that Chad Kroger is actually a pretty good dude who... Yeah, by all accounts, yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. They've sold a ton of records. They sell out arenas. So where does this idea that Nickelback sucks (laughs) come from? It makes absolutely no sense. And then you start going down the catalog, and I'm about to lose my millennial card, but, man, Nickelback is everything the Foo Fighters pretend to be. Oh, buddy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh, that's a hot oh, one. Oh, boy. Yikes. Wow. I, I'm just saying, it's like I don't reach for either of them all that often, but if if you're going to tell me, hey, you got to listen to Nickelback's greatest hits or Foo Fighters' greatest hits, I'm listening to Nickelback. Okay, yeah, I may side with you on that. No, I can't on that one. No. I saw them in a club before they were anybody in Minneapolis. And everybody that was there at the time was like, man, watch out for these guys. Yeah. That's a really good band. Well, I do. They and sold then, a billion records. <laughs> and then it was the yeah. backlash. If they had never been that big, people wouldn't hate them like they do. That's true. You know, that's part of it. All right, we should probably reset. We're still looking for number four and number five. Songs with either picture or photo in the title. Um, in honor of the mugshot of Donald Trump. And if you want to get in, again, the number is 210-619-2053. 210-619-2053. The Friday 5. We'll wrap it up next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we'll get to a news update. The Scott Robbins trifecta, that's all coming up. A lot of stuff going on in news. But we got to finish up our countdown. We do every Friday, the Friday 5. In honor of the Trump mugshot. Songs with picture or photo in the title. Photograph from Def Leppard at number one. Photograph. 
from the Nick. Nickelback at two. Ringo Starr's photograph at three. We're still looking for number four, number five. We've had some great honorable mentions from Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. Also, A Flock of Seagulls. Hadn't heard that one in a while. All right, who's next, David? Well, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. I listened to your review of the Republican debate and laughed out loud on one of your hot takes. I, too, watched the debate and mentioned it twice to Mrs. Woody that Asa Hutchinson looked just like the Joker. <laughs> See? <laughs> yes, right. There you go. It's my wife, man. Yep. <laughs> Great Hello, minds kitties. think alike, right? Yes. There you go. Very much my so. Song, my song, The Who, Pictures of Lily. Oh, yeah. Pictures of Lily. to sing along to that, Scott. No, I Whenever we played this, you would, it's in a mocking way, but you'd sing along. I was hoping you would today. I like The Who, but this isn't my favorite era of The Who. Okay. <laughs> that, there you go in your mocking way. <laughs> All right, who's next? Let's talk to Deb in Michigan. Hey, Deb. Hey, guys. Happy Friday to you both. Happy Friday, Deb. Thank you. Hey, uh, let's go with another, uh, the photograph by Ed Sheeran. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. This song's huge. Where do you give it on test of time? I don't Is it know. too early to tell? Yeah, still around, isn't it? It is kind of hard to tell what the test of time on that is. Yes. So you can there are some things, man, that are just hugely popular that you just don't get. It's one of those things. I'm not saying he's bad no, at I know. all. I know. That, but how huge he is. Do you get it, David? I don't. I mean, okay. in an era of WAP and, and, and whatnot, I don't understand how this, like, pasty ginger with an acoustic guitar is as huge as he is. And I'm good with it. I, I'm not, I am, too. I'm not bitter about that. I think it's cool. Yeah. I just, I don't understand it. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> He's not getting by on his body or his looks at no. all. No. <laughs> all right. We got to keep rolling. Yeah. Let's talk to uh, Chris in Washington. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, Chris. Let's say uh, uh, from uh, the band Filter, take a picture. I love this song. Yeah. I love this song. It's really well done. That's a test of time problem. Yeah, I know. With the countdown. Uh-oh. David is wincing like someone passed gas. What? No, 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 no. I was reacting to the test of time thing. Yeah, it's not very good on test of time. That's, yeah. yeah. That dude's a loon politically, too. Oh, the you filter know, guy? another person. You got to separate it. Yeah. Who votes according to what the filter guy says? <laughs> He's all about it, though, man. All right. Who's next? I had no idea. Yeah. I always I always wait to form political opinions until I hear about the drummer from Eve Six. <laughs> right, anyway, there you go. Yeah. here's, here's uh, Nick in Michigan. Hey, Nick. Hey guys, happy Friday. I usually happy like Friday, to start Nick. Off Friday with a, with a uh, political joke, uh, but I can't think of anything funnier than what's going on right now in the real world. So. Oh, there you, there you go. go. No, you can't. Yeah. No. Uh, how about every picture tells a story by Rod Stewart? Great. How song. about yeah? Number four. That's a great album, too. 
No, that that's one of those front to back albums for me. It is. That, yeah, I can right. easily just find myself listening to the entire. Album. Yeah. And again, man, it seems like we bring this up a bit. Another song that could have chopped a minute off it and been fine. Well, yeah, you don't need like two minutes of the chorus, you know, at right. the end there. But that era of that band, if you listen to their uh, a lot of their songs, it doesn't seem like they knew how to end songs. <laughs> they didn't have an exit ramp for any of their songs. It's like they had a certain kind of amount of time thing. in the studio they wanted to use every second. Right, because they're, they're yeah. just jamming, right? But somebody, a producer's got to get in there and just say, all right, we're cutting it here, all right? We'll, well fade you know, it out. Shang, Shanghai Lil never used the pill. <laughs> she claimed that it just ain't natural. Is that what you had at number one, uh, No, David? that is not what I had at okay. number one. Uh, right. Let's talk to Terry in Delaware. Hey, Terry. Hey, guys. Terry checking in from Brandon Falls, Delaware. Hey, we are noted for we are well noted for rescuing sixty seven Corvettes from kitchen fires here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. All right, guys. Got, Listen, hey, my uh, pick for this week is uh, Stone Temple Pilots' Lady Picture Show. And there we have rounded it up. Number five. That was my number one. That's your number one. I wow. love that song. It was a hit. Time. It's a test of time disaster. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. I'd ask you biggest story of the day, but it's you had that song at number five or number one. Number one. Yeah. Wow. I love that song, man. It's it's like that it, was not a huge hit. It was number one. Where? At Rock Dave, Radio. Dave's living room. According to. Oh, I, okay. All right. Yeah, but I mean, it was gone fast. I don't remember that one at all. U.S. Mainstream like, Rock was number one. I'll be darned. What I'm saying is, it didn't transfer up past that format, mm-hmm. and then it didn't hang around. No. Yeah. And then I like. Yeah. Man, I'm glad somebody else is getting taken to task this week. Well, it's just a terrible Beatles impression by a band that should be better than that. <laughs> Their other stuff's way better. All right, I know we got to get to a news update. The Robin's right back. That everything coming up. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I mean, we got the uh, Donald Trump mugshot making the rounds. and I, I swear, I think one of the reasons why you're seeing uh, national media types be so bitter about Trump fundraising off of it mm-hmm. is because they're mad that the, uh, uh, that the attempt at humiliation isn't working. I and, think there's something to that. And, and and that's the thing, because any of these people in a situation like where Donald Trump is would crumble. Most of us would crumble, honestly. There's no question. And, You're right about that. And he's not. I mean, it was like after he got, after the first federal indictment in Miami, um, the guy went to, <laughs> went to a popular deli in Little Havana and then yucked it up with the crowd. Yeah. And remember when that happened and Jake Tapper... On CNN, they were covering it live, and it, kill the kill the video. I I don't want to see any more of that. I don't want to hear oh, yeah. any more of that. It's because they're like he's not taking this very seriously. Oh, I, I think he's taking it seriously, but also, I mean, part of his superpower is that. I mean, and I, <laughs> it's it's going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but part of it is it, he is willing to go out there and be as shameless as he wants to be. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You can't shame a guy who has no shame. And no, they're it's mad true. about that now. Well, they're very frustrated. And part of it, you know, I mean, 
I suppose it's like getting into mind reading, but it certainly seems like the likes of Jake Tapper and others like him are so used to controlling the narrative mm-hmm. and being in charge of what people are going to think. And then when someone upsets that, they're very frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, CNN, come on. Yeah. It's over. They're in so much trouble. It was interesting, man. If you take away all these indictments and everything else and just go back to, well, this guy was twice impeached. It was, it was bull crap at the time, and you knew it. But... Democrats threw it out there. Media were trying to get people to lap it up. This call to Ukraine, I mean, beyond the pale. Right. Who does this? And you look back on it now, and I read this piece from Real Clear Politics. That it's something you already know, but when you read it, you're like, yeah, that's absolutely true. Is writing, you know, despite years of the disinformation from the media about the Biden family, we are finally learning that. President Joe Biden really did fire Ukrainian prosecutor Victor Jokin for looking into state corruption mm-hmm. involving the oil company Burisma and Hunter Biden and ultimately Joe Biden himself. I mean, from everything that links them together from the House Republicans investigation, we know that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, it- one thing that kind of gets forgotten because a lot of this stuff does get deep in the weeds and there's a million different details that it's hard to keep track of. One thing is when Joe Biden was tasked with addressing corruption in Ukraine, which is where this connection is made, Mm -hmm. he asked for that position. He asked for that role. Obama didn't didn't go, oh, yeah, Joe, you're going to take this on. No, he wanted it. And there, it's documented there are people within the Obama administration who were really worried about what that even would look like because of Hunter Biden's business connections in Ukraine. The optics. I remember we talked about it. But how many people yeah. in the United States know that? Right. Yeah. And then, then when, when, they, when you hear you know, libs go out there and say there's no evidence of any corruption, oh, well, just ask the question then. Then what's a good non-corrupt explanation for why Joe Biden would be begging to take on governmental affairs in Ukraine at the same time his son was making millions of dollars in Ukraine? What's what's the good explanation for that? That's a great question. Another great one would be, and you brought this up before, David, the 20 to 30 million dollars that came into the Biden family and was dispersed among Biden family members, all except Joe were to believe. Right. Yeah. But all that money came funneling through Hunter, correct? Yeah, it was through Hunter and then Devin Archer and, and the, the like 20-whatever LLCs and whatnot that they had set up. So if you're trying to somehow change Hunter Biden's image, wouldn't the media be out there saying... This Hunter Biden made all this money through his hard work, and look at him just giving it away to family to support right. them. Right? Yeah. You yeah. never freaking hear that. Yeah. What? Because he's been it didn't happen. he's been selfless his whole life. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah. Well, except for the emails <laughs> where he gripes and moans that he's got to pay dad too much money, like yeah. half, even though the big guy was supposed to get just ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of BS all the way through, and you take a look back. And what you really want is for most people in America to understand that it's even happened because they don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, that's where massive brainwashing over years comes in. 
I know. Go down that road a few times. Okay, you ready for your big three, Scott? Yes, sir. Switch gears out of this and roll right to it. Do it. Are you ready? One, One two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three. Helped by his hero. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, buddy. Big weekend coming up. Coming over or not? Got you. No, you won't. I'm ready. Says that every weekend. Never does. (laughs) Never. Got you. Three. (laughs) Number three, a sex offender tried to climb through an armed woman's window. 54-year-old woman living just outside of Tucson, Arizona. Kind of set the stage here for you. Didn't really want to have to shoot a neighbor who tried to force entry into her residence. But he really didn't give her any options. Woman lives by herself. She didn't have anyone to help her repel this guy. A would-be intruder. She did, however, have a handgun. And she availed herself to the great equalizer. The would-be intruder, 42-year-old guy, registered sex offender, by the way, by the name of Jason Magrum. Apparently didn't care that she'd got her gun out and told him to stop. Hey, I got a gun. Stop! He just kept coming. He didn't think she'd use it. She fired Mm -hmm. a warning shot, too. Said, I'm going to fire a warning. There it is. Next one. Even after that shot, he reached in and tried to disarm the woman. That's when she shot him at point-blank range. The pistol proved that it is, in fact, the great equalizer. It ended the attack. Now, as far as the sex offender is concerned, he collapsed after a few more steps. And let's just say he will reoffend no more. Hmm. Wow. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> two. Mess around and find out. Uh, okay. Number two, the women's soccer team, the U.S. national women's soccer team, has slipped to third in the world. Yeah, the U.S. women's uh, soccer team, the national team, no longer owns the top spot in FIFA's world rankings. They're now in third place. They held that spot since 2017, replaced by Sweden who defeated the U.S. in the round of uh, 16 in the 2023 World Cup. We all remember that one. Mm -hmm. It's the first time the U.S. has has been out of the top two in their ranking since they were first introduced in 2003. On a positive note, though, on a positive note, I want to leave you with this. They did move up to first in the most hated team (laughs) in America. You just brought that in because you yeah. wanted to take another shot. Yes, yeah, you're right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just no, it's no, it's right. Yes, they deserve now, everything the they countdown. get right now. By the way, the Scott Robbins trifecta yes. top three of the day. That's it's a number American one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, number one, the Biden administration is talking about booze. Yeah, committed to stealing all the joy from the lives of as many Americans as they possibly can. They've done it again, ladies and gentlemen. Americans could be urged by officials to drink, and they say this now, they've issued the guidelines, no more than two beers a week as part of the strict new alcohol guidelines. The new health czar told the Daily Mail the USDA is going to revise their alcohol advice to match Canada's, where people are advised to have just two drinks per week. Dr. George Koob, who admits enjoying a couple of glasses of Chardonnay a week himself, said, well, I was watching Canada's experiment with interest. It seems to work. We're going to recommend we do it here. Staffers were quickly dispensed to former Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office. She was devastated upon hearing this news. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> Two a week. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't that be drunk-phobic? <laughs> you know, that that's that's a great point. What, what do I mean, you, you can be 400 pounds. So you're yeah. fat phobic. Yeah, you're afraid of drunk people. What's the deal? I don't know, I, man. I know, man. I mean, I, I, 
I would like some of that uh, intoxication-affirming care. <laughs> yes. I like want another that. one? That's a good one. Oh, if you want another story, I got a story for you. Sure, Casey. Fire away. Um, it's not. I, I just happened to see this. I thought it was interesting. Um, you remember in the NFL when there was Bounty Gate with the oh, Saints? Oh, yes. Yeah. It was a big deal. They're, for big hits, they got paid extra money or you whatever. Take them out of the game, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Did you hear about Eli Apple? The cornerback, he's had his issues. There's no doubt about that. Uh, his ex-girlfriend and baby mama, yeah. Destani, yeah, little bounty out there. Uh, she said, quote, if you play against my baby dad this season, please go for the knees. Maybe a hammy. Oh. Number 33 for the Dolphins. I'll gladly pay you back any fines. Wow. Holy smokes. Uh, by the way, Dasani alleges that during her pregnancy, their son needed a blood transfusion, and Eli Apple refused to donate, even though he's a direct match. Mm. I don't know if that's true. That's it's, what she and says. And he's the father, correct? Yes. Well, dude. Yes. Then fine. I'm I'm with her then. She uh, also says he sent her nasty messages after the baby was born, and had previously told her he has a sex problem, and she was the sixth woman he got pregnant within three years, but the others just got abortions. It's quite a sordid soap opera there. Holy smokes. But if he happens to get hurt, people are going to bring this up. Make Nick Cannon look like an evangelist, doesn't he? <laughs> and there you have it. Again. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate wow. it. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Wow. All right. We got to get to uh, another news update. Oh, yeah. And then uh, for Nimrod's in the news. Oh, and the answer to this question. People in HR are most likely to do what? The answer on the way. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As always, thank you for being here. David Van Camp News Update. So the uh, WNBA champion Las Vegas Aces are supposed to be going to the White House today. And apparently that that's still the plan. They're going to be at the White House to be celebrated Initially, it was going to be uh, Joe Biden and Dr. Jill there uh, waiting for them and, and welcoming them and doing the reception and all that stuff. Joe extended his vacation uh, another day, so they're getting Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm telling you something. It's going to be gold when she goes to the microphone. Can I, Dude, just imagine, though. If they're they're going, I know that a lot of teams boycotted going to the White House because a lot of athletes, quite frankly, are very good at what they do. They may be smart in other ways, but in politics, they're idiots. Uh, they boycotted the Trump White House visits. But imagine WNBA championship team going to the White House, Trump's president, and he decides I'll send Mike Pence. Oh, oh no! It, well, that, yeah. That's a week long story. Oh gosh, yeah. And but but we all know that Joe Biden hates women, so obviously <laughs> Joe Biden is not uh, interested in meeting with the WNBA championship team because well he hates women unless he can sniff them. <laughs> I can't help it, man. This is going to be gold because Kamala giving the speech. Oh, it's going to be fantastic! It's, oh goodness, you right? know it is, <laughs> right? And you you've risen up. Where others haven't risen up as far as you've risen up, and you just so. and you are so tough through oh, adversity. Yeah. Adversity, yeah. Oh, the answer to the question: People in HR are most likely to do what? Have a work romance? No way. 
of any job. Really? Where there's a work romance. Huh. Yeah, that's people in HR most likely. Now, I mean, that doesn't mean everyone in HR. It's still a small percentage. Hmm. Um, but they're more likely than any other group to have a relationship or even flirt with employees, according to this new survey. Hmm. The thing is, if you're in HR, you know a lot about a lot of people, don't you? That's true. That is true. You know? And who's going to report you? <laughs> report you to who? Where? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. And then it's the stats on a uh, relationships. Have you ever been in one with someone you worked with? Well, I know at least one person on the show because he married her from the Burlington Coat Factory. Yep, yep. I'm, I, I met my lovely wife sorting lingerie at Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> That's Did you true make story. any inappropriate comments? Did I? Yeah. No. Not, yeah. not You know what looked good with that lingerie? Oh, you. No. Okay. Robin, just pretend your mic's turned off. Just David, you and I right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think Robbins could have been able to go through that whole sorting of closed session without making an inappropriate comment? No. Or, or without, like, melting into the wall in embarrassment. <laughs> Well, for okay, me, Scott, it was because, fine. like, if you ever, like, had to put lingerie on hangers, especially as a dude, uh, I don't really know. There's a lot of, like, really lacy stuff and really, like, thin material. Yeah. And the hangers that were being used at the time were kind of tricky. And so I actually had to have my now wife, but then coworker, show me how to handle the lingerie. <laughs> like, how do I put this on the hanger? <laughs> well, it's real simple. You do this, this, this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we've talked about this before. Robbins went with me to a lingerie store once when I was shopping for something. Oh, God. And you were as nervous as a horn church, man. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> you were like, it was, well, what do you think of these? Holding them up. Jeez, man. Act like you've been there before, dude. No, but. All right, we got to get to Nimrod. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We start in Florida. Uh, James Ricks Jr., he's 41. He was pulled over for speeding. He was wearing a T-shirt that said, I'm the reason the beer's always gone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, he sped past the police cruiser going 89 and a 45. Mm. Yeah. So they're trying to pull him over. He tried to shake him. They finally gave up. It's a DUI. He's in a whole lot of trouble there. Great shirt, though. And then there's a dude in Seattle. He broke into a home, ate some pizza and some chips in the kitchen. And then he chugged some gasoline in the garage. Chugged it? Yes. And then police are called. The police get there to help him out. He started vomiting the gasoline. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The homeowner's like, man, just drink my scotch. It's less expensive per gallon. Yeah, no kidding. I thought I heard sometime you should take a shot of gasoline. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what they mean, dude. It's not quite like that. Golly. Everything Par- was going so well. Apparently he's, he's going to be okay. Man. And that's Nimrod's in the News.